So this is our second Ask Whitetail Instinct. We did the first one. People really seem to like it. Sent us in a lot of questions. So if you don't hear your question in this video or the next couple, we're getting them, getting to them because we have quite a few, but we will try to get to every single one of them. So we're doing our second Ask Whitetail Instinct and we'll try to do one probably every week. And this is our second one. So we'll start here real quick with our first question uh, from Stephen Lawrence asked, how can you guys and the guys from the hunting public stand in buck beds and touch all kinds of stuff and not have the buck completely leave the area? I guess I just think you can get away with some of that, especially if you don't do it very often. So when, for instance, when we did it, when I killed my buck, you guys got in that bed, figured out everything you needed to know that one time in, and then I we gave him some time to you know, come back in there without us being in there or go somewhere else and work his way back to those beds, gave him time to calm down and was able to go back in there. If we keep going in there a bunch of times, you're going to keep spooking him. But if you do it once, you're going to be fine. Like they can't run away and keep running every single time they run into human scent. Or they'll they, be running forever. Yeah. So they have, they have to deal with human scent. Yeah. And, and just like you said, the being in there one time more than likely is not going to hurt anything. Now, if we went back the next day and like, oop, let's see if there's more hair in there to see if he was in there. And we went back the next day and we're like, oh, let's see if he's in there. He's going to leave. Like three, two, three times mm -hmm. is going to be the limit. He's going to go, okay, too much people yeah. in this area that I thought was safe. I'm going to leave. Yeah. But the if, day I killed him was probably the last chance you were going to have it probably getting yeah, him. Yeah, if he because smelled he'd come you. come back in and smelled me again. Yeah. If you're probably going to bust him out of there for a while. If he'd have smelled you that day when you went in to hunt him, then he would have been gone. But if you go in one time, get all the information you need. So if you bump a bed or bump a buck out of his bed or find a bed, get all the information you can the one time. Figure out what he can see, what he can't mm -hmm. see, how you're going to get in and out, where you're going to put your tree stand, everything you could find out all that one time you're in there, and you'll be good. Like he's more than likely going to come back. So that's kind of just it's kind of a misconception too that I think has been spread, and we've talked about it before that if you bump a buck, he's gone. And never coming back just because that's what's been shown on all the hunting shows since mm -hmm. the 80s on whatever network you're watching but it's like that's just not the case if you've gone and done it and then went back you'll see and your buck is proof of it he's gonna mm -hmm. come back more than likely as long as you don't spook him 18 times yeah. then he's gone people still comment and say you shouldn't have done that like that's not the oh, way yeah, to go set field edges or set this different things and like i mean you can do that and kill bucks this is the way we do it and it works like we wouldn't be telling you guys to do it this way if it didn't work like it works and that's why we do it and that's why we're telling you guys to try it out too again we've talked about it before i know in the podcast and stuff before it's switching that mindset everybody's used to doing it a certain way it's hard to get switched to think that that you're not going to spook that buck mm -hmm. completely out of the area yeah and this is the first year that we've really gone all in on the beast style tactics and like had way more success and way more encounters with yeah. bucks than we did hunting the other way yeah so it's just go in there once get all the information you go in there one time you should be good yep and then for our next question austin Car carpenter asked i chased three bucks all season they were all on the same camera but for the life of me i could never see them in person because i searched all over for active or consistent bedding but only found random beds with not much surrounding them any tips to put into play for scouting this off season and next season and he lives in georgia okay um Basically, I just try to like kind of, if you can, backtrack where you think those bucks are coming from. Did he say he had trail cam images? Yeah. Yeah. So if you have trail cam images, look and see what time 
they're coming through. If they're coming through at like midnight or one or two or three o'clock in the morning, you're probably still too far away from they're where they're betting. They're on that loop, but they're at the far point of that loop yeah. coming back. You're still too far away from the betting where that camera is positioned. So you're getting pictures of them, but it, I mean, one to two o'clock in the morning means you're still too far away. And it's hard. To, it's not like you can say if he's there at one o'clock, you got to go 200 yards, or you, he's there at two, so you got to go 400 yards. I mean, one o'clock could mean you go half a mile. One o'clock could mean you go a mile. It just depends. But you have you're not close enough yet when you get pictures at one or two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're getting them at that time of night, you're close, mm-hmm. but you're not quite close enough. If you hang a tree stand there more than likely you're not going to see him. It's going to be dark mm-hmm. because he's not getting out of his bed and moving towards where that camera is until, obviously, mm-hmm. 12 o'clock, midnight, whatever, yeah. in the night. So you need to get closer. And the thing we would do then is look at your aerial map. What areas surrounding that where your tree, where your uh, trail camera is is the thick, nasty and stuff along with transitions? Mm-hmm. And then go that way. And obviously, if you can tell what trail he's coming on, that might be a good way to start and at least backtrack that way. What mm-hmm. sort of thick, nasty cover is that way? What sort of transition lines are that direction mm-hmm. that he's coming from or going to? And then expand your trail cameras or your scouting out from yeah, there. Like, so you know you're getting pictures of him now. It's a good idea where you have that trail camera. Move it for a little while, 200 or 100 yards back where you think he's coming and see if you get pictures if you want to and keep moving yeah. or what we we won't even probably move the trail camera we just hunt so yeah instead of putting a trail camera there and going in there and going in there we just hunt there yeah and then we'd move back and hunt there and then we move back and keep moving back in there and hopefully you have enough trail cam pictures you can tell what way he's coming from the main thing is you need to push deeper yeah you're just not going far enough so yeah. where if you can hopefully it's not yeah. like private yeah 50 so yards where over, can you but. get that's going to be deeper onto that piece of public or private or whatever it is that you're hunting and where is that thick stuff? Hopefully, that's all in correlation. Hopefully, when you look at the map, you go, man, if I go deeper, that's where that thicket is. That's where that swamp is. You need to go back there because that's where he's coming from. Yep. So just go to go deeper and then towards that thick stuff, towards the transition lines, towards where he was coming from or where you think yep. he's coming from. So we'd, our plan of attack would be doing hanging hunts, going in the direction we see him coming on our trail cams because we're not close enough yet yeah so the big takeaway is that if you see those bucks getting there on those truck cam images at like one two in the morning you're not quite close enough so keep pushing back in there because they're back there they're still farther back so that'll wrap that one up that was Austin carpenter if i can say your last name right for sending that one in to us and then we'll move on to one more here uh greg patterson asked on land that you know well how often do you use tried and true hunting spots based on postseason scouting for same-day hot sign scouting. So what consideration do you give on accessing new same-day scouting setups? So I think when I uh, answered his question in the comments, I said most of the time it's not a sa- it's not the same tree stand location, but it's the same area. So like the high wall is an area that's a tried-and-true area, and then the river spot is a tried and true area, and then where I shot my buck is a tried and true area. But our stand locations within those are hardly ever the same. So that's kind of our our take on tried and true area. So the area is good, we know it's good, but our stand locations within there are always going to be kind of different. Yeah, and we did it a little bit this year. We had tree stands that we left up and went back, but I don't know if next year we'll do that because we probably end, we ended up moving them anyways, except for the mm-hmm. one which we ended up just hanging hunting near it anyways. So like you said, we're going into a tried and true area that we know is good, and then we're moving 
just in slightly those, moving within in that small area. based off that fresh sign yeah. that you see because it's always different. The high wall this year, their movement was different than what it was last year. So, like, we'll, we'll go to those structure areas and then look at the sign and the bedding if it's different and use that fresh sign to pinpoint where we're at within those tried and true areas. And then his next question, or next part of the question is, what consideration do we give to accessing new same-day scouting setups? So we scouted an area, now we're going to go back in and hunt it the same day. What considerations do we give to going in and doing that? And I know he adds something to the end of this that I can kind of feel his pain on anyways, is that he says, my odds seem to go down when I call an audible and set up on hot sign for sticking to my game plan of hunting a tried and true spot. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's an access problem most of the time for him. But I know for me, I know one time this year, I went into a spot and I thought it was going to be a great spot. And I got got my uh, tree stand up in the tree and I sat down and I text Brody and I'm like, I don't think this spot's going to be good at all. Now I'm just depressed and disappointed. And it wasn't 10 minutes later, I was Snapchatting him a picture of like two does and like three bucks walking by. So it's like, don't... If you go in somewhere and you've used that scouting and you've used the hot sign and you know it's a good spot, make sure you're still doing everything right. You're still going quiet. You're setting your stand up how you're supposed to. The wind is still in your favor because you really never know. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times I'll get into a new spot, just like he said, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go over here because it's new and it's different. I'm going to try it out. I'll get my tree stand up and I'll go, this is stupid. And then actually the majority of the time there's does and bucks Mm -hmm. walking by. So don't let that initial disappointment, it seems like it happens to me all the time. Once you get sat down, you're like, I don't think there's going to be anything in here. Don't let that get you down because it doesn't mean that there's yeah. nothing in there. So that's probably the name of the game when it comes to hanging hunts. They're not always successful. So like you don't see those a lot in like our blogs or anybody else's because it's just not... People don't want to watch People it. don't want to watch us do a hanging hunt where all you see is pictures of the leaves and trees yeah. and us sitting there and not seeing any deer. But it happens a lot. We did a lot of hanging hunts, even in tried and true spots. You can go in there and not see anything. So, I mean, that's the name of the game. There's going to be failures. When we do hanging hunts, a lot of the time, I mean, 50-50, maybe. Yeah. So you're if seeing not, what you're seeing. Yeah, what you if think not you're more on the failure side, yeah. doing hanging hunts where you don't see anything. So that's the name of the game. So don't feel bad if you do a hanging hunt and don't work because we do a lot of hanging hunts that don't work. But we also have a lot because we're doing it that way where we can kill bucks and see a lot of big bucks. So you're going to have failures doing those hanging hunts because it just happens. Yeah. And I would say for Greg here, who's asking the question, if you call it audible and you sit up on that hot sign and nothing happens, well, now you've learned something. So use it and keep going. The only way mm-hmm. you're going to learn is to make that mistake or to make the right call, set up over the hot sign and have that buck walk right yeah. by. So don't be afraid to do it. I set like up said, over hot sign for dad's buck and I yep. didn't set up on it right. And I saw the deer were moving. I wouldn't have been able to get a shot. And that's why we moved to where dad shot his buck because I learned something from not setting up on the hot yeah. sign, right? And the two hunts before dads, I didn't see hardly anything, but a couple yeah. of those. So same thing. Just keep yeah. keep after so it. So don't be afraid it. to keep doing it. If you see the hot sign, trust yourself. Get in there, set up on it, learn something from it. And as far as the access goes, when you're accessing it, plan it out would be my tip. So plan it out so the wind is right. You're accessing it from the right mm-hmm. area. You're not spooking deer on the way in and then go slow. And that should take care of your access problem when you're trying to find you know, yeah. new, when you're calling an audible, as he put it, and hunting somewhere else. Just go super slow, super quiet. If you start bumping deer, now you're close enough. Maybe get an extra 20 yards after you've bumped that doe, put your tree stand up, and you're good. Yeah, because access is key. Because if you do bump everything out before you get to your new spot, then yeah. you've ruined your spot. So and access even, is key. Even if you're calling that audible at 1030 in the morning, you're going to hunt all day, but you want to move, like we talked about before. 
Just go slow and quiet and that access problem is going to take care of itself. Take the 15 minutes and plan it out because it's going to benefit you in the long run to do that. Yep. So good questions there, Greg, because we feel you. We're in the same boat as far as calling that audible. At least I am anyways. I know I text you all the time. This spot sucks. And then I'll text you later. Hey, Mm -hmm. I just seen one. And the more you do it, the more you're able to trust like what you're seeing. Because, you know, the guys from when I was with the guys at the hunting public, like they know when they see something. Now they've done it so much that that's what they're looking for. And the more we have done it, we've seen that too, where we're like, yes, that's what we're looking for. And you can find in a weird way, the better hot sign. So just the more you do it, the more confident you'll yep. get in yourself for finding the right and stuff. And you're only going to learn it by making the mistake the first yep. time. So that'll probably wrap it up for this Ask Whitetail Instinct segment. We talked quite a bit about those questions. But like we said before, any questions you guys have, like through turkey season, turkey hunting questions, editing, deer hunting questions. video editing, yeah, filming, any of that type stuff too. Any questions at all. We love getting all those questions in. It's sweet to see them all come in. So if you have any questions, send them in. Make sure to follow us on Facebook instagram subscribe here on youtube and like we said before hopefully the snow is going to melt that we just got we can get out and do some actual in the field stuff for you i know we've done a lot of talking hopefully it's helped you out some you've learned kind of what we've done you've taken a little bit of something from that we want to get out and show you how to do some scout we want to do it in person and teach you a little bit more in person so hopefully this weekend things will be nice enough we can get out and do that for you thanks for watching this ask white to instinct video